Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Disclaimer time. This is where I tell everyone to lighten up. It's just a podcast. Trading is like that roller coaster at the amusement park. Thrilling, unpredictable, and potentially stomach churning. What works for one person might leave another clutching their hat in the wind. Our hosts and guests, they're awesome, knowledgeable, full of insights, but we're not financial advisors. So don't rush to make any investment decisions based solely on our banter. Always consult with professional or do your own research. Plus, let's face it, we like to have fun, laugh, enjoy the trading ride together. It's all in the name of good podcasting fun. So remember, take it easy, don't bet the farm, and keep your seatbelts on at all times. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the China Shop, home of the Band of Traders podcast, and sometimes referred to as the Top Step Takedown Artists. I'm your host, Kyle. Tonight, I am joined by Vanta Trading's Baba Yaga and Mr. Banks. On tonight's episode, we'll be discussing the concept of having a plan to follow your plan, uh, as well as taking a look at how our profitable traders measure progress. After that, we will look at our past week in the good, bad, and ugly before wrapping up with some new bold predictions. Before we check in on who, if anyone, correctly guessed the high last week, let's get some self-promotion stuff out of the way. And Baba, I'm going to let you take this one to kick things off because you got some big news to share with us tonight. News on the home front. Big news. All right. So a couple of big cha- things. One change that we made is Inventa. We alluded to it before. Uh, we solidified it. And now we are rolling it out or have rolled it out. So we have changed our membership to $35 a month to make it more accessible to traders who are trying to find their way in this adventure of trading. Uh, Banks and myself and uh, Kyle, we just spent some time talking about it. Felt like it's what we wanted to do. And then we also moved all of our video content from the last year to the free side of the server, which means if you just join the shop, the China shop, the server, this Devanta server, I was traditionally split into two places. You can see all of our recordings from the last uh, year and any future recordings that we do will be there too. That'll be the home of any content that we make. It'll always be publicly accessible, which is awesome. And then we also landed a promo deal. So if you have heard of or have not heard of the company Prop Alpha, who creates some pretty cool tools on Sierra Charts, of some of which I uh, used, they made for me, which is cool. 
Now, we have a promotional deal with them. You're going to have to come to the Discord to find out what the actual promo code is, but it's 50% off of your first month of their service. We don't make anything off of it. We're just literally passing along a chunk of savings to anyone in the room. Um, So come check it out to find out what the code is and save yourself some money if you're interested in a tool set. Love it, dude. Love it. Be hard for me to top that, but uh, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. Uh, One of the other things that we decided to do, though, as an added bonus for these Vanta subscribers is we're going to give them access to these recordings before they air. Uh, So as a thank you, you'll be able to listen early and without ads. I will get that set up over the weekend, and hopefully we'll have that long-awaited Vico episode ready to go before market opens on Tuesday. And I don't really feel like reading the rest of my script, so just check the show notes. We'll make sure all the links are there. Uh, I do want to take a minute, too, just to kind of talk about the energy in the Discord and how it's been lately. It's been freaking phenomenal, man. It's There's been a lot more participation, and like it's just been a joy to be a part of that. I just want to say you know, thanks to everybody who's contributing mm-hmm. and opening themselves up and sharing their ideas because that's that's how we learn yeah 100 percent. i second that it's been a it's it's not that it hasn't been fun before but it's been um super fun lately feels like momentum starting to build and that's kind of what we're hoping to to achieve yeah it feels like that it feels like people are engaging you mentioned this outside of uh, of us in a way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so instead of feeling um like sp- having to spurn the conversation along at times there's just a lot of organic interaction in the room which is fun to see and then we've gotten some really kind comments and words from some newer members which is which is awesome so we truly appreciate it all right enough tooting our own horns then let's check in on last week's bold predictions and see how terrible we did (laughs) uh baba do you remember what you predicted oh i predicted uh we all predicted with uh with macro, what the new all-time high would be? Was anyone was anyone close? No, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back in my notes to find it, but I think uh, I actually have it drawn on my chart. Eighteen four four six point two five. Yeah, eighteen four forty six twenty five. Which, in fact, that was bold. Did not did not hit. In case you were wondering, did not hit. What what was the high of this past week? Yeah, eighteen thousand one twenty-two. I think. Yeah, one twenty. Yeah, one twenty-one fifty. Yeah, that's well, three hundred points <laughs> away. That's that's slippage on NQ, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Macro actually had eighteen six hundred, so you were closer than he was at yeah. least. Uh, I did mine on the queues. I said four forty-two ninety-one. I'm pretty sure the high was not even four forty. So I think I'm out too. Pretty sure we all overshot it this week. Well, they've given us the we it's easy to believe that higher was in the cards. It's not like the Bears have given us anything to write home about lately, so No, no, they have not. Uh stick around to the end. We'll make sure we have another round of bold predictions. I think we're gonna what are we gonna do this week? We're gonna pick uh try to predict the jobs numbers for Thursday, right? That that is correct. Yeah, I need to look at the forecast of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I think now it's time to kind of figure out what our first topic is. So this one, we may not spend a whole lot of time on this one because I'm not sure how this is going to go over. Uh, I'd recently finished recording an interview with Dan Pessarelli. Uh, that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks. And he mentioned the idea or something that he tells his new traders. Uh, and he mentioned the idea of having a written plan for following your plan. 
And I know, Baba, you've talked a lot about trying to narrow the gap between your results and your trading plan. I'm curious if that's anything you've ever kind of considered. Um, following. Okay, so narrowing the gap, making a plan to follow your plan. We kicked. I kicked this around in my brain just a little bit, and um, at first I was like, ah, oh, that just sounds like a. Uh, like like extra you know like oh let's just let's just have another phrase to talk about being responsible and i think in some ways there's a little part of me that that kind of just wants to say um you have to begin the process of mastering yourself whatever that looks like and with trading that looks like having a plan but then sticking to the plan so for me i think I don't have a written plan to follow the plan, but I do write a couple of things to like remind me, like to remind me to pull my head out of the sand. I think is what Rich, the way Rich Reason said it, or to pull my head up and look around. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes we'll have a handful of key spots that are pretty important. But as price starts to go and you've been around long enough, like it's easy to have this feeling like uh, lately it's been, oh, I don't want to short here because we've pulled off so far um but contextually and sometimes that's the right i mean i would say oftentimes that is correct better safe than to get it ran back in your face but contextually there can be places where we open obviously even if it's towards the bottom of a rotation and we still see additional downside um that maybe is uh, or vice versa upside so for me one of the things that i write is just to like help me remember to pull my head up and review what did I think, what did I think was important before I had any emotions tied up in this and money was on the line. So I think that would be one thing, Uh, maybe not a written plan to follow my plan, but uh, I do write down something to help me remember. So I wonder if maybe what he was referring to is like new traders don't really know what a good plan is going to entail. Right. And there's, other aspects that a good trading plan should entail things like risk management. Like what are you going to do when you encounter certain scenarios? And if you haven't considered those, then you don't want to be trying to consider them in the moment when the motions are charged. Right. Yeah, for sure. So it's almost like it may just be a stopgap or something to help somebody who's first starting out to get them to consider other things. Yeah. I'll tell you one of the, now that we're kind of kicking this around, like if I'm ever feeling when I'm feeling a little unsettled or kind of a little like, mm, I'm not sure what I want to do here. A lot of times I'll just start talking to banks directly on chat. Mm-hmm. Like if you, I don't know if you'd notice, but I'll just say like, banks, what do you like? What are you seeing here? Or banks, what yeah, do you think yeah. about this? Or tell me I'm crazy for trying to bid this. Or, you know, should I, you know, tell me, uh, tell me, you know, tell me this scale's worth taking off here versus leaving a runner. Um, so I think that's it's not really following my plan so much as it is leaning on something that's helpful, you know, which kind of goes in line with that. It's talking through the ideas, yeah. I guess, to try to get a rational point of view on it rather than just what you think or want that. It's like a gut check almost yeah. in that scenario. Yeah. So, you know, to the question, I would think that as a new trader, I think it's probably a good thing um, mm-hmm. that he's preaching that. And, and the reason why I say that is because it almost like makes you double down on your plan to begin with. Mm. So, you know, in essence, it's, it's kind of like, like if you're a kid and you're doing homework, it's like doing the problem twice. You know, if, if, if you, you know, if you go about doing it twice, it's almost like it instills it into you that like, that's what you need to do to be successful. Right. And, um, 
And I, and I think that's just like, it's, it's kind of like step one of the process. You know, I would say, I, and I would even say a lot of people don't even have written plans, kind of like what they're saying in chat. So like <laughs> if you're right. writing a plan, you know, if, if you're writing a plan and then you're writing to, which, which I don't, I don't fully understand the, the, the concept of like writing about your plan. I would, I would think more of the aspect of kind of what we preach of like, the the like you know following your plan to the emotional side mm-hmm. you know to where you know like when you're writing stuff down you know if you have a spot and you take a shot there um are you going to take it more than once right are right. you going to double down in that area so and i think that's probably what he more thinks i mean if you have an area that you think is key and you take a stop is it in your plan to fire two bullets or three or is it in your plan to just take that st- yeah or three if it's going to be successful, how are you going to manage your stuff? And I think that's probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's more what he's probably talking about is managing those areas of your plan. Mm-hmm. Not in essence, like managing your plan of how you write it out or something like, yeah, I would think it's more along the lines of how you manage the actual trade within that key setup. I think you're right. Cause uh, I look back at like the plans that I've created over the past three years and the first ones were just kind of thinking about like risk management. Okay. What's my daily stops? What's my daily targets? What setups am I allowed to trade? And not really thinking much more about like the execution. And as I've progressed on this journey, I think the plan has become a lot more robust as I've encountered a lot of these scenarios, but I think I would have been a lot better served if I would have sat down to sit and think about some of the different possibilities or the different things that I could have encountered to try to think of a way to how I'm going to react to that is at least having some idea of what I'm going to do. Then I probably have a better chance of not doing something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I think having, I think having something like that, like writing, maybe it's in addition to your plan, you know, a plan is usually pretty technical. Mm -hmm. You know, mine, mine is really just numbers and lines. Um, and then maybe a couple of words, you know, so my plan's going to have kind of a couple of key levels, a couple of targets. And then I try to like, let you, I mean, you've been around, like I try to map a couple of easy trades, you know, like, Hey, if we, if we open here, yeah. you know, a quick run to here, um, you know, this 30, 40 point stretch right here should be easy to capture. Now this week, a lot of times it was like OR low or high was one of those, you know, it was like immediately, like we're finishing right. the plan. Flip into execution charts and poof, there, and it goes 40 points one way. And I'm like, well, you know, we definitely, <laughs> that was an easy trade. But <laughs> to the point of like um, what you were saying, Kyle, I wonder if, um, and I kind of, there's a couple of people in our room. I envy some of their execution is uh, super clean. And I wonder if having some of that emotional stuff. So this deviates a little from the, from the question or the content, mm-hmm. but still within the realm of this plan stuff. Even like writing to the point of of that emotion, like Banks was saying, like, um, you know, one of the things that I wrote this week a couple of times actually is uh, just on the top ledger was the word pace. Mm. Um, the pace of things has become more and more important to me as I've tried to scale, um, like be real mindful of risk and just uh, letting the pace of something be one of the determining factors as to whether I'm going to lean in or whether I'm going to, um, you know, not, um, when it, when it starts to unfold. So I think maybe even having a couple of emotional or like mental notes in there, like, you know, reminding yourself that a few stops is okay. You know, reminding yourself that 
seven stops within a five point range is not okay. You know, <laughs> right? And and <laughs> if you feel that that finger is getting a little out of hand, clicky, 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 then what are you gonna? You know, if you've already written down that that's not how you want to execute, as you begin to lean into executing that way, you know, maybe having having, having written that would be kind of helpful for folks. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Uh, just, I mean, that goes back to kind of what we talked about with the journaling and identifying your triggers. Yep. You know, what's funny too is about triggers. I was talking to Banks about this earlier. One of my triggers is is more and more becoming, um, which this is kind of deviation completely, but we'll run a little rabbit trail here. Is is more and more becoming uh, if I'm in a trade where I have a plan to go to scale here and here, and then I scale here and then. I kind of have like a shoulder shrug exit, like, ah, you know, we'll take this off. And then, mm-hmm. and then we, you know, of course, inevitably or not inevitably, but a lot of times if we go to that second target, I really, it, that that's really, um, well, that's me deviating from the plan and exiting just off of lack of whatever, whatever. you know, um, kind of a lot of times it's like, well, if I close this trade, I'm done for the day and I can be finished. So just going to close this out and be done, which is fine because, you know, hey, you're doing well. P&L is fine. That's good. But, man, that can be a really um, frustrating thing. That's kind of a, the, the next little gremlin that's on my list. So maybe this plan to plan thing, um, maybe I'll write some stuff each day about that um, in my planning to plan, planning to execute my plan. Because that's one of the ways that I fail to execute like it most often, I would say. Yeah. Gives you something to keep it fresh yeah. in front of your mind as you approach the day. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Hey, that might feel good in the moment to kind of exhale and be finished, but uh, you're going to be like kind of mm-hmm. triggered at yourself when you go that extra 30 points and you left like, you know, six or 600 or $1,200 on the table. <laughs> right. Uh, Banks, any other thoughts on this one before we move on to the next? No, I just think, you know, like to, to Baba's point, and, and maybe this is something that I'll just chime in on his part is, um, I think a lot of those times where you try to fix those problems, you tend to like overcorrect and there's a, there's, there's a middle ground between there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, when you have a, a option to go trade 30 points higher and you just let it run out, but you can tell that the market's changing, that's different. And I, and I think today, like, and I'm talking about today cause we talked about it. Mm-hmm. The one where you cut short and we went like, Another hundred know, points. Hundred points. It's like <laughs> yeah. 100 Cheers, points folks. That's the story of my week. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and and I don't, I don't think that that was. It wasn't to plan, but it also, it was a Friday, and I think that was kind of the 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 mindset that you had. And 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 to be honest, like, I think those are the ones that trigger you. But in all honesty, I'm not sure they should. You know, I it's to your plan, and your plan works out. It's just the P and L may not be as much as what you thought it should be, right. but that doesn't. I don't think that means that it's it, it. You know, and I know mentally it's hard to watch something go to where you're supposed. You know, where it's where you think it's going to go. Right. But you, you, I mean, you had the first part of the battle correct. You were right. Yeah. Now you know the the essence of you know the profit taking. That's like its own little battle in itself. That's you know step two, and you know I think I think in all honesty you're close to that. Um, but I think that that is a trigger for a lot of people because I mean, on a trend day, for instance, you're always going to leave, you know, bullets on the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I mean, trend days I've, we've talked about that, Kyle, like 
you know, I've I've even said like be fine if you're if you're trading truly with the strength of trend, like you're gonna leave, you're almost always gonna leave money on the table, or you're gonna get taken out on when a swing low gets taken out that you're kind of hiding behind or whatever. Yep. I made my piece with that. I think more to the point of in a market with this rotational, like like, uh, or at least we're seeing kind of wider swings, like we have a couple of days this week where we have kind of that wide balance activity, like just being a little. I mean, I agree with you, Banks. I can definitely overdo the the hold on to it for everything. And we we you know I worked on kind of coming the other way, like pulling the rubber band back and scaling sooner. And now I'm kind of trying to find that happy middle ground, you know. And and um, but yeah, I think the thing that was frustrating specifically about that one today was, you know, I mean everything was like we should go at least to here. And before we, you know, roll off. And when I scaled early, the first thing I thought was, oh, well, I can scale ahead of this. If we if we take this this high, pull back the support, I'll just get in again and take the ride a second time. And that was, you know, obviously that was uh, that didn't work out in my favor. But all right. So for next week, I got an idea for you. I do too. Um, It involves a lot more contracts. (laughs) No, no, no. Not at all. Um, No, what I was going to say is if you have one where you peel it off and you kind of feel like you're in that same boat, throw on a, just throw on a micro from that same spot. Yeah. Put your stop where it was and. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you did that actually. Uh, you did that last week, didn't you? Uh, where you closed I did. out a yeah, position. I did. I took off half. Yeah. Yeah. I had a runner left. And so I just closed the, my, the, I had one runner left. I closed the standard lot and then opened five micros there. So ha- I basically scaled half. How'd you like that? Oh, uh, it was okay. I mean, it feels like more work. It feels like uh, <laughs> eh, it's, it's fine. I mean, it feels a little bit like just paying more commissions, honestly. But. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it, it, it did keep me engaged and I was able to scale half of the half. So a quarter more off. And and I don't even mean taking five, just throw on one. I mean, if you think it's going to come back and rebid, throw on one at the exact same spot and then add to it at that place of rebid. If you don't get the rebid, then you were right to begin with. Yeah. At least one micro lets you feel like you yeah. have a piece still. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, anybody that's trading, like, look, guys, you're probably sitting there, hopefully, maybe you're sitting there thinking, my gosh, man, just close it and be fine. You know, you're closing the trade that's green. I get it. Okay. Like, I understand that. But, you know, I'm, we're, we're, you know, I think we're all trying to perform at the highest level and at the highest level we can, at least. And like, this is a big part of, um, I mean, there's like, you know, steps that you take forward in this journey. And just because you end a week green or just because you end a month green doesn't mean that, oh, well, I'm done now. All I do now from now on is just double the size and make double the money. Like it, it's not no. quite that simple in a sense. And so um, some of this is like just the challenges of continuous trying to be continuously improving because we all have nuanced ways that we do and don't perform well and, you know. I'm the subject of conversation here on this one. I think you just nicely segued into the next topic because this was one that I kind of wanted to bring up after reviewing some of the stuff from my journal this past week. Um, Just want to know how you guys like measure your progress and how that's changed since like when you first started out to to now. And if you want, I can give you kind of the Thursday, like what led to some epiphanies that I had to kind of set the stage for this, but. Sure. Yeah, set the stage, man. All right, so I had a kind of a rough Thursday. This is going to be foreshadowing my good, bad, and ugly here. Uh, 
there was a couple of instances that stuck out when I sat down to journal after the day. One of them was noticing that when trades that look like they should pay don't pay, that is a trigger for me. That's going to cause me to do stupid things. Uh, the other one. When you sized up for no reason or whatever in a revenge fashion. No, because I actually noticed that and that's why I stopped. No, it was the the moving of the take profits. I noticed that when I have a, a little bit of a hole to dig out of because I fired some shots that didn't work out, that I'll find myself trying to press the scales to unreasonable amounts. Uh, one of the trades that I took on Thursday actually hit like two or three R, but I was shooting for four, you know, and then it comes back and knocks me out and then that triggers me more and then it just kind of leads to a bit of a spiral. But the epiphany that I had was looking back and I messaged Baba about this. Like a month ago, this day would have been 300 points in the hole. Today, our Thursday ended up being 140, I think it was. Uh, a month before that or two months before that, it would have been 500 points in the hole. And then, you know, three to six months before that, it would have been a blown account. So there's progress being made. And I recognize that. And I'm just kind of curious how you guys track that. Because sometimes it's hard to see, like, how far you've come when the gains sometimes can be kind of small and over time. Yeah, I mean... It's definitely incremental gains over a large period of time. Mm -hmm. There, there's definitely elite, like there's definitely big steps forward. You know, I, I, it's easy to look now. Let's say, like, go back four years ago. Mm -hmm. Obviously, completely different, like night and day. You know, but I think I don't know. One of the ways that I tend to measure now. And I don't know if this, how long this has been, but it's definitely, I'm measuring a lot of stuff. And this might sound weird, measuring a lot of stuff off of how I I'm feeling mm -hmm. and thinking about what I've done. Interesting. So meaning if I have a great day, am I over the moon, excited, happy, thrilled, joyous, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, ideally, unless it's a, uh, some type of record, I want to see myself responding like, eh, you know, that was nice. Like, I don't like, yeah, good day. Mm -hmm. Like not, not, not super great. Not super, just, you know, all right, good job. Um, so when I find myself overly celebrating, um, sometimes not, not that I like get on voice with everyone's like, well, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm not, not like that, <laughs> but like after I'm done and I'm off, if I find myself fighting too much happiness or enjoy out of my success, then I am letting a little bit too much of that define who, who I am. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm trying to, to be real mindful of that because I perform much better when the markets are emotionally at arm's length. That makes a ton of sense. So your main focus for tracking your progress now is trying to just measure the, the emotional swings yeah, how am I engaging with myself as I relate to the markets? How has that changed over the years then? Uh well, I mean, it's that's a hard that's a hard one to make you're talking about changing your character and personality to some extent because I think everybody wants to be excellent at something so they can be a big hero. Look at look at uh look at YouTube and and Twitter and the way then what mm -hmm. the personalities are that are out there. Um it, it seems to be that more often than not, we are lured over to um, want to define 
how good we are at life by how we good, good we are at whatever our job is mm-hmm. or whatever we're doing, in this case, trading. I think there was a point where I thought if, you know, I thought the sun rises and sets on how this goes for, you know, how I do every day. And then some of that, honestly, a little bit resurged over this recent mm-hmm. couple of months of challenge where I'd find myself overly introspective about my dealings with the market, my attitude, my perspective, overly identifying with my success, overly identifying with uh, a failure or a bad day or just a not as good of a day. Um, I think one thing that changed is just the awareness of that. You know, just being aware of that as a thing changed um, somehow I track like my my progress um, because, you know, once I was aware of that and some of the implications of that, and that was a lot of stuff from Rich Friesen stuff from a couple years ago or so when I first, you know, ran across that because, dude, this is going to sound, I don't know, it is technical from the standpoint of like, you have to know your market, you have to know rotation size, you have to know market structure, you have to know um, pace, like you have to know if the market is moving the way that you anticipate it should be moving based on whatever your criteria is. Yes, there's all these technical skills, but performance is not, for me, uh, is not hinging anymore on uh, some skill set I need to go acquire. Right. Right. And so I think for me... There, there's some now. There's some like emotional, mental skill sets that I am, you know, grinding. But when it comes to like the charts and the technical side, you know, I don't feel like that. So I think measuring progress for me now is less less about like learning something new per se. If anything, it's an app. It's how to apply something a little better. Um, but yeah, that's a long answer to that question. But for me, it's much more tied to like how I'm interacting and thinking and feeling and how the market and my performance is or is not affecting like my personality and mm-hmm. my, my attitude towards, you know, myself and towards like life in general. I'll probably have to come back to that in the good, bad and ugly. Cause it sounds eerily similar to some other notes that I wrote for tonight. Interesting. Uh, but thanks. I want to, I want to give you a shot to, to share some stuff here. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think overall in general, so like, you know, in, in trading, you almost have to be like when you first start, like overly addicted. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you almost like live, breathe trading. And if you're not like that, obviously, you know, you could, I know people who have had success like that, but I feel like most traders get into it. First thing in the morning, you want to see where the market is, Mm -hmm. you know, you want, you're watching it overnight. You're trying to, you know, learn and, you know, pick up every tool, you know, the perfect indicator yep, the quest for the perfect and <laughs> yep. whatever you want to get into. But you know, then, then it gets to a point where you actually start putting money on the line and you know, you lose an account or blow up an account and it starts affecting work. It starts affecting mm-hmm. your personal life. And just the, the, like the, the pro like what Bob was talking about, like the process of getting to a point where it almost doesn't bother you. It's almost like, you know, when, like when you have a bad day, it's like, eh, you know, that sucked, but it's right. not going to kill me. Uh, and then, you know, when you have a good day, you know, you want to celebrate, like, you know, if you have a funded account and you pull out money, like, you know, we tell people like, mm-hmm. you know, pay yourself, like go buy something with it, you know, because that's like the first step of you feeling like you've accomplished something. And I, you know, I think in trading, 
you know, you kind of start at a process where you come into trading saying, can I do this? Mm-hmm. And then, and then you have a little bit you know, success. And then all of a sudden you, you know, you, it's that point of, I need to prove to everyone else that I can be successful. Hmm. And I think that that's a hard part in the trading process because you are comparing yourself to other people that you see. Um, right. And I think, you know, when, when you see people and and that's, it happens a lot with new traders is, you know, you see people online that are, you know, doing the Lambos and shit like that. And, um, I would say most 95% of traders aren't that way. Yeah. You know, or I would even say more than that, maybe even 99%, you know, just normal guys, just grinding it out. Right. And, uh, you know, the process from getting from that new step of, you know, developing yourself as a trader, developing yourself as, you know, how your character is, how your personality is, what type of trader you want to be. Um, I think is is a hard process to get along, but I I mean every trader goes through it, mm-hmm. you know. In and now I would say you know we went from I just hope I can make fifty bucks a day or a hundred bucks a day, you know. You kind of get into a point where you you know you're 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 basing your success off of P and L, and I think a lot of the times I kind of base my success off of like when you do have a red day, does that come home with you? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know when it happened in the past, like, you know, I'd have my wife be like, what is wrong with you today? Oh, well, God, I, I didn't know. want to tell her like, Hey, I, I just blew up my accounts today you know? <laughs> right. and had a, had a <laughs> shitty ass day. Um, but, but again, I like, I don't, you know, when I come home on a winning streak, like I don't want, I don't want it to, I don't want it to be overly enthusiastic. Now, when you have success and you pull out money, like I said, I mean, you still want to be able to celebrate and do nice things and whatever, but that it's it's a hard question to answer because I think it's based off of the individual, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and where they are yeah. in their yep. in their in their journey. Because if you're still trying to like dig out what makes sense to you in the market, then the, the answer to this question would be a lot different, you know. But your 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 question was how how am I measuring my progress mm-hmm. now, and and now my progress is measured much differently into banks's point his as well now that doesn't mean that like i mean if i have a rough day i mean i'm gonna be like dang you know i wish i would have performed better uh, especially if my rough day is tied to again lack of execution of the plan or s- stay in the course to like what the ideas were mm-hmm. um so that that can be disappointing but it's not the p l that frustrates me there as much as it is the performing side of it if that makes sense it's the disappointing in yourself yeah I've, I've, yeah it's like that's... it's like the discipline the lack of that those kind of things that still will kind of get me ticked i mean and and everybody has some things about their job whether it's trading or whatever that can get them tilted and that's part of what we talk about being mindful of like the things that precede you doing something really stupid being mindful of what those things are so you can you know keep yourself from diving headfirst into that situation as the first little indications in your, in your mind start to click that like you're starting to get on tilt a little bit. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think the fun thing for us is like banks and I have gone through this whole journey together since literally the first futures trade I ever made, we were probably on the phone together when I put, when I clicked the button. And so it's easy for us to kind of reminisce on like this journey that we've been on and be like, wow, we are, we're way different. We think about it differently. 
we execute differently. We measure success differently. Like if you think about my goals for this, this first quarter, maybe this first year, first half of this year, they were all tied to, they weren't tied to a certain amount of money or PL or any of that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, it was narrowing the gap between the, the performance and the, and the plan, the application of that in real time, that gap, bringing that lower and lower. Now that should result in a better P and L, but, but I'm not, that's not the old, like the end all be all isn't that it's, it's performing well. And that's defined by executing appropriately within the bounds of my work. The money will, the P and L will follow. Yeah. This week I didn't have an idea of where my P and L was until yesterday. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Is it time to go to the good, bad, and ugly then? Because I feel like you're itching to talk about this. Sure. Yeah. Because I think this is a good one, right? Uh, Yeah, there's some good. There's some bad (laughs) and some ugly in it. But yeah, it's still a really good week. I think it was still a pretty good week. And plus, I want to hear more about Banks's... uh... Banks is he's, weak from yeah, hell. Yeah, he's got to talk about his his <laughs> bad from a couple weeks ago. Let's do it. Who wants to go first? Eh? Should we let Banks catch us up? Yeah, Banks. Tell us your story, buddy. Do, do, I'm guessing you want the bad. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got three weeks to play with here. but Well, I'll stick with the one day within those three weeks. It all happened in one day. Um, so I, I come home, I come home from work. Um, I, and I forgot to tell you this. I lost, I lost a, a loan deal at work to another bank that day. Uh, oh, no. yeah. Come home from work, garage door breaks, spring breaks. So I'm like, well, I'll fix it, you know, whatever. So I go to lift it up and I, I was like, dude, I can't do this. So I go around the side of the house, the back of the house to the front to go, you know, lift it up. Now you had, you. You had already been home, parked cars in the garage. Yeah, my car was in the garage. Got into comfortable clothes and then started this, correct? Yeah, and I'll mention this. I did not have socks on when all this was happening because that's a big important part of this. Yeah, bare feet. (laughs) Bare feet. (laughs) I walk around the back of the house and uh, proceed to step in dog shit. Uh, Oh, God. 
And I was like, oh, well, it's, you know, once I got to the concrete, I was like, well, I started to feel it. And I was like, man, I got some, I got some, well, and I didn't know at the time. So I thought it was mud. It rained the day before. So, um, I get, <laughs> I get to the concrete and I was like, well, I'll pick this mud out. And I pick it out and it's dog shit on my finger, just bare. You know? So, yeah. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so I had to pay, you know, 350 bucks to fix our garage. Um, after Kyle talked me into having it fixed. So I appreciate that. I'm really glad you didn't try to do that yourself because goddamn, those spring packs can kill a man. Yeah, I watched a video of a guy like almost losing a limb doing it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, but yeah, so in essence, my garage door broke, lost a loan deal, stepped in dog shit, got out of my finger. It was pretty bad. I didn't say it was ugly. There's some other, you also had like a real shit trading day that day too, I think, too. Yeah, I pretty much had a daily draw. <laughs> Which is basically everything that could go wrong, dude. Yeah. So. All right, yeah. so you had to have some good during this time, though, right? Um, I get. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I had some good trading days. Um, you know, like this week, for instance, I was kind of, and I, I, I talked to Bob about this. I was kind of all over the place. We, I've been super busy at work, and so I've been kind of in and out of the chats and stuff like that. So, but you know, in essence, trading was good this week. Um. I wish I had a good like getting those top step X accounts like Baba does, but you know, for four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait but, to hear uh, more. I, I'm going to tease Baba on this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll let Baba go. I mean, I, I didn't have anything super great. I mean, I had some good days, you know, some okay days in, in trading wise. And, um, but I'm better than stepping in dog shit. So I guess that's <laughs> general, so. <laughs> everything should feel good. After yeah, that. It, it, it's a hundred percent better than that. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Baba, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so this was, um, this was a good week. My good for the week is this was my, no, we just talked about not measuring P and L, but as far as your success, but I think it's tied directly to my execution and kind of, the work that I've been putting in and, and honestly, dude, like some of the conversations we've had, like you and I, banks, mm -hmm. um, going back to even like a couple weeks ago, um, in the last couple weeks have been just a different the last three weeks or so. I've just had a, a much better mindset and attitude with regard to trading and some of the recent, you know, challenges I've been through. So this week was really good, man. I had a kind of light and carefully free, uh, positive attitude, um, stayed reasonably within my bounds of my work, um, uh, for the most part for this week. And, you know, this would have, this would be the largest P and L week that I've had since like November, I guess. Damn. So congratulations. dude. That yeah. Appreciate it. Um, and I didn't really realize that until like yesterday. So, um, that's probably the best case scenario though, right? Yeah. I mean, I knew, I knew things were going well because, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, you can tell, but I don't, I don't super hawk my PL during the day, which sometimes is good. Sometimes is bad. Um, I pay most attention to it early. And then after that, you know, whatever, if I take a few stops, I'll, I'll be like, okay, where, where are we at here? And if I'm in, <clears throat> in a trade, I've gone back and forth on this, but I do think that like being mindful of like getting um, yourself to a place where you're like a little, a little bit more stable. And if, if you took a couple stops and stability would be found in, you know, cleaning that up, then that's like tart, you know, that's obviously 
something to be mindful of. But generally speaking, I'm not looking at it that much. So it felt really good to zoom the lens out and be like, oh, man, this is really we're on a heater this week. Um, big time. And um, so, yeah, I came in. So that's my good. That's my good for the week, I guess. Do you have any plans for next week? To Like, are you concerned about having a really good week and then following that up or should i not even mention that no no I mean, you can mention it that's fine um so my so that was the good for the week the bad for the week was that today we traded this morning um I, I, yeah i was up a, i don't know i was up a handful of points 30 points 40 points not, nothing huge in my normal account i didn't want to you know i wasn't trying to set a record i don't trade usually trade that much or that big on Fridays. I mean, I'll, I'll take normal trades, but I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm very rarely leaning in on a Friday. Yeah. Usually you're size down and trade micro. Yeah. Usually size down trade, uh, trade like less than half of what a normal position size would be today. I just traded probably half of what a normal position would be. I was still trading standard lots, but nothing crazy like twos. And that was pretty much it. So traded finished. I was like, all right, cool. Um, Went left, went and did some running around with my wife, uh, had a good time, went to lunch, da-da-da. Um, came back, took another trade, um, which was another good trade. That's the trade I was talking about that I had a target in mind for a runner. I, I cut that mm -hmm. short just because I was like, oh, it's Friday. What are you doing? Just cut this off and then just rebid it later, like when it pulls back. And that was at 2, I don't know, 215, 230. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw what happened at 2.44, but someone said or did something that no one in the world liked. <laughs> and so the market just, you know, the bottom <laughs> fell out, you know. And um, so I had – so the uh, the bad was that I tried to rebid that move in a couple of key spots um, and kind of curmudgeoned the day. But the week was still, you know, a great week even in spite of that. So, You know, if you would have joined us for M period, you would have been in sim mode and – would have not done anything silly. Yes, that's true. That was, I was, yeah, that happened. It was just before in, it was just before in period, but, uh, when that happened and then I was like, all right, well, we're not looking at this anymore. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the ugly was, uh, it's kind of a uh, hilarious, I think, and this might be what you wanted to make fun of me about. So top step did this thing where they were going to give away all these accounts. And I was like, oh, well, I'll put my name in the hat. Why not, right? So they given away like five or give, giving away the chance to buy five 50K combines for like $5 a piece, which is awesome. And it was really just, yeah. I guess, a str to stress test Top Step X. Well, you know, everyone in the room was talking about it because, you know, like, so whenever it came time on their thing to go put your stuff in, I went and put my stuff in, thought nothing else about it ask banks like how will i know if and he's like oh let's send you an email whatever and i got the email so i was like oh well let's turn one of these on and figure out this platform so after during the morning show on the on fridays we do it on the shop side so after i traded my account for a few trades and, and made a, a chunk of points i fired up the old top step x and i was like let's figure this out and dude i mean y'all must have thought i have had never seen a chart before i've been on sierra so long <laughs> like i i couldn't figure it out man like i got into a trade a good trade but you can only make and it was like with two lots as well but the market was moving quick at that point you can only make a certain amount of money 
You can, what are you going to make half of whatever? The, it's the consistency rule. Yeah. If you make too much, you have to make way more. Yeah. It's like $3,000 is the goal on the 50K accounts. You can make 1500 in one day. Well, I made like 1900 because I couldn't figure out how to close the trade. And and <laughs> the, the platform froze. And I'm like, Kyle, somebody, how do we link? Like, I'm trying to link this together, put on brackets. Like, I don't advise – if you were taking it seriously – you would never do what I did. Don't do it. But I was like, you know, hey, it's five dollars. Let's figure it out, and then we'll then we'll like link a bunch of them together or whatever. So then I had to try to lose some money so that I was below fifteen hundred again, and then the thing froze again, and I lost more than I lost like three hundred dollars too much. So then I had to turn around, and thanks to Kyle's guidance and a couple of other people in chat. They probably felt like they were talking to a child as I was trying to get these brackets set to just make the two or three hundred dollars I needed to get the balance to fifteen hundred back to fifteen hundred from whatever it was at. Like it was at like thirteen hundred or twelve hundred at that time. It was unbelievable, dude. But literally at one point I had lost the chart completely. I think I was in a trade and somehow closed the chart. So I have no, like I, now I don't even know what, what's happening. I can see it on Sierra, but, and so then finally I just closed everything and somehow got a Dom to, to be there. And then I got, I just traded off of that, but it was, it was a train wreck. That was the ugly. And I felt like, I felt like an idiot because all this is happening on a live stream with everybody. They're probably like, this guy's lost his mind. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know, 15, 20 people in there just watching me just fumble all over this platform trying to figure it out i gotta thank you for that though because that uh clued me in that maybe i don't want to trade this account until maybe some of these uh get blown up well i think the whole deal was a stress test for them and yeah. i think that trade i was in if i'm not mistaken maybe news was coming or had just came that it was like the 10 a.m news maybe or something like that or somebody speaking or something i don't know but it was it was crazy when it froze up i was like well that's and then I was trying to close the position while it was, I was like, well, I just need to close this. And like, it was, you know, nothing was happening. And uh, it was, uh, it was weird. That's for sure. Yeah. Highly recommend just let everyone blow their accounts or pass them or whatever for a few days before you really, if you want to make the most of those, uh, this is not the time to do it. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see. Oh man. I, I had a pretty good week actually myself too. Not as good as last week. Um, then there was a bit of a mix of results, but let me kind of, guess, talk through it. So one day I nailed the execution, no reward. That was the day that I, I think I got slippage and uh, I cut it early because I knew that that was a trigger for me. Um, I had a day where I had a couple days where I, you know, traded to the plan got rewarded for it. Um, I think last week we talked about hitting like 300 point runners on three separate occasions or three separate occasions hitting 100 point runners i did the same thing this week actually even uh, but the awesome thing was going back and like after each of these days like my emotional state was moderate like it wasn't swinging like it used to like like it did two months ago three months ago it used to be like a good day it would have me motivated like you talked about i'd be like ready to go do a bunch of extra work and after a bad day i just want to crawl back into bed and forget it ever happened and i think that a lot of this can be pointed towards my new journaling process, like getting a chance to kind of process those emotions and then being able to go back and review it, I think has really kind of highlighted some really cool things. 
my bad, as I mentioned, was on Thursday. Um, bad results. It was okay execution for the most part, so I'm not sure that I'd necessarily qualify this as bad, but there was one trade at the end of Thursday that was definitely ugly, and we kind of already touched on it. Uh, it increased the size. It was a pure revenge trade. But the benefit, or the awesome thing about even that ugly was after journaling, I discovered two more triggers that led me down that path. Like we had mentioned earlier, not getting scales off uh, triggers me, and then uh, stretching take profits when I'm down on the day. Those two things right there now I can point to as saying that these are things that are going to cause me to make bad decisions, and I can be on guard for that. So... I'm really happy with the way this week went for me. Yeah, you kind of have a couple weeks in a row here where you're, and I mean this in the best way, like if you have like a piece of jewelry you know is like awesome and you're like, I've never done this, but I imagine that you like you polish it or something, like if it's gotten really dirty and you're like, oh man, mm -hmm. this thing's really starting to look good. Like as you're cleaning it up, you're starting to like notice again, like, man, this thing's awesome. I feel like that's like how I think of your trading lately is that you um yeah you're like peeking around the corners to like the next next leg of the journey um it's not going to be any easier than the than than getting to where you are but it's also not going to require any other magical skills or any other um anything else of you you know it's doing the same things and continue to fine tune it, but you're you you're like I mean I just what six one hundred point runners five one hundred point runners in two weeks is yeah pretty freaking pleased with that yeah too. I mean and what did I say after you checked in on me on that Thursday and like yep I was really happy I I normally that kind of day would really throw me off my game and ruin the rest of the uh, afternoon for me but that day was just like eh, didn't work today yeah but you know what I was still within one good trade yeah exactly back everything that happened that day yep. and that's a change for me well and i think you're to credit yourself for the work that you put into to that so it's been a fun process so that you guys like it's yeah yeah but that's why i want to talk about the progress because sometimes like you don't always have these moments where you can look back and say like oh this is definitely an improvement from where i was here yeah and Having a way to look back, I think, and try to quantify some of that, I think would be really helpful when you do start to feel like things are kind of stagnating or you don't think you're making progress because you probably are. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely having a rhythm of reflecting on stuff is huge, you know, and mm -hmm. people to talk to and trading around people that, you know, trading around the same people, they notice like, you know, they notice stuff that you wouldn't notice sometimes that you're like doing yep. better. And then they say like, Hey man, I noticed this. You're like, Oh, you even think about that. I tell you, it feels good too, just to get that little, little somebody else noticing. Like when, when you reached out and was like, dude, you've been doing pretty good these last few days. I'm like, yeah, I have. Yeah. Thank yeah. You, when you're sitting in a like 70 points of runner and I'm already scaled out and I'm like, man, once upon a time I was the one uh, sitting on these big runners and now I'm just, you know, paying myself and sitting back in the chair like a boss. And I think maybe we need to just start having Kyle be the one that runs the stream in the morning. So he can just, he can <laughs> just screen it. share. He's, he's the one over here slaying <laughs> it. So, well, someone, someone mentioned something kind to me this week about even what you said, like, like what, there was one day I took a few stops uh, in a row live and, you know, ended up being a fine day, like part of this, you know, great week they were just saying that seeing someone else take a, take a loss, but seeing and not to like, be like, Oh no, I'm so great. But like, and seeing the fact that like, I don't, I'm not like coming unglued on the screen. I'm not 
throwing on 15 contracts for the next trade. I'm not, you know, freaking out about it. I'm just continuing to watch and execute in places that make sense. Um, they even that kind of thing can help mm-hmm. someone realize, oh, so being a you know a somewhat okay trader or a decent trader, it doesn't just mean that every time you click the m- button, money flies into your account. Like sometimes you you right. have a few trades here or there that don't work out. That's fine. I mean that's part of variance, right? But the biggest mm-hmm. thing is to stay like keep it cool, like you're talking about, and just hey, I executed great today, didn't get the reward I normally would, but tomorrow a reasonable day and everything is all is right with the world again. Yep. Yep. What do you say? We uh, do some bold predictions and wrap this sucker up. Let's predict boldly. All right. So what do we have? So on the calendar, we've got the initial jobless claims coming in on Thursday. It looks like the biggest event that we've got. Uh, I think we should try to predict that. So the median forecast is coming in at 216,000 and the previous uh, release was 212,000. I'm going to let you guys uh, talk me through what you're thinking. What is the forecast? Forecast is 216,000. Previous was 212,000. So, hmm. So are we going to go off of what's released or the revision? Uh, we got to go off of what's released because uh, the revision won't be out before we record again, right? Yeah, probably not. I don't really actually. Yeah, I think that takes like a month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, probably not. So they're estimating two twelve. They're estimating two sixteen. It was two twelve last, last time. time. Estimating two sixteen. I think that we will. We'll have. Well, it'll be a miss. I think unemployment claims will be worse than if forecasted by probably now I'm going to say 218 will be the unemployment claim number 218k oh, so that's pretty much in line I think that's Okay then enough. give me 220 for the win <laughs> <laughs> 4k away whoa right. that's crazy yeah, I know so bold <laughs> Banks what do you It's not like they ever miss it by that much usually so uh, fair enough. Um, it seems like a lot of these have been good lately, though. Uh, have they? Going off of previous. I've been watching Activision and like a bunch of other companies that have been announcing more and more layoffs. I want to. I want to shoot higher, and I want to. I'm going to go with two seventy six. I think two seventy six. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Yep. So I'm gonna, almost I'm the highest. Out there. The almost the highest in. Two years, it'll be second yeah, highest. That's a little high. Now I'm not going to talk you off the ledge here. I mean, do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, it's it's a show. It's a show. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not doing this to be accurate. I'm doing this to be bold. I'm I'm gonna go uh, two sixteen. So let's go. I think it's gonna come in under, and I think it's gonna be two o four. Okay. So okay, you're nine, okay. you're nine k under, or whatever, and you're giving him shit for being four k over. Yeah. Hey, you guys both went over. <laughs> I had to go under. Well, I can go the same amount. Let me change mine to the same amount over as Banks was under. So then we've kind of, we've kind of got the over under, and then your big miss. Well, then I should take a big whiff on the other end. Who? Yeah, we can do whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what is your new? What is your new total now? 
So two eighteen. You said two oh two twenty five, right? Yeah, two twenty five. Two twenty five. Okay. All right. So to be fair, I was I was gonna go with two thirty five when we were kind of ballparking this, and then uh, you yeah. guys both went over. So I just want that to be a little side note. Oh, that here I was we gonna go. do two thirty five. But then you I'll went, you went two, but you went two seventy six, and I'm like, well, I can't do two thirty five. That's crazy. <laughs> if you would have went over, I would have gone under and probably did one seventy six. I just like that seventy six <laughs> number. I feel like I've seen it on there before. One seventy six, <laughs> Lord, that'd be like almost record lows. Is this not the one that moves around as much as I think it is, or am I thinking of a different um, jobs report? I think you're thinking of maybe a jolt. Maybe you're thinking of a different one because this one. Hovers pretty cons. It's pretty yeah, consistent. Yeah, it's pretty consistent. Yeah. But hey, you know what? You be bold. You go ahead and be bold. I'm gonna be way off. That's fine. We'll let you guys be the winners. But I think that's gonna do it for today. Uh, two good predictions, one shit one. <laughs> I like to say thanks to Bob and Banks for joining me on this fine Friday evening, and thank you to everybody listening who stuck around to the end. Please, please, please show our panelists some love. Check out those links in the show notes. Remember to check out the new combined Discord where you can trade with Baba and Banks live every Friday morning on the free side. You can listen in live to these recordings. You can even share your most personal thoughts with the community in our new journaling channel. We'll be back soon with another exciting episode, hopefully as impressive as being too bullish in this market. Until then, share this with your friends like it's four-day-old Valentine candy that nobody likes in your home. Uh, it might not help them, but at least you won't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> what if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It does not constitute financial or investment advice and should not be construed as such. The hosts, guests, and contributors of this podcast are not licensed financial advisors, brokers, or professionals. Any trading or investment decisions made based on the content of this podcast are solely at the listener's discretion and risk. Trading and investing in financial markets carry inherent risks and past performance is not indicative of future results. Listeners should conduct their own research and seek advice from qualified financial professionals before making any financial decisions. The views, opinions, and information shared in this podcast are those of the individual contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the podcast creators or associated organizations. Produced by China Shop Productions. <laughs>